No, Dizzy, Dizzy, like early Dizzy, like Sidewinder sets, and that was untouchable. But now you don't need to do nothing. Don't know if you guys know this, but we're recording now. That's fine. I'll continue my slander. Dizzy Rascal has fallen off. Anyway, let's go, man. Myself, Ken English. Myself, Cal Sirius. Yeah, Ryan, don't be a dick podcast here and there. What are you saying? Dizzy Rascal slander podcast. <laughs> 100%. Dizzy Rascal has fallen off massively, but what a fall from grace. Let's clear this up, man. Why do you think he's fallen off? Because he has forgotten that he's one of the goats of Grime. When I think about the goats of Grime, I'm talking about bars, flow, delivery. There was one point that in a rave, he was untouchable. Yeah. Untouchable. You you did you did not want to clash him. You didn't want to. You, it was just long for anyone who tried Dizzy Rascal, and he was literally killing it everywhere he went. Then he started making studio albums, and everything went down the toilet, bro. Everything went down the toilet. Transcended him past sort of because he he's always had the bigger picture. Look past Grime. He's always seemed like he's left. He's left most of Grime behind. He's kept his he's kept his toe in the pool by signing when he signed Newham Generals when he tried to sign. Uh, a class A, but then he was making songs with UGK. He was making songs with Calvert, Calvin Harris. So, and he's just jumped back onto Grime here and there, just to say, yeah, I'm still about. But really, the bigger picture, and he was the first one to go. Really, I don't think, unfortunately, if he'd have stepped to his stuck to his guns and done Grime, he wouldn't be who he is today, as big as he is today. Best 100%. of luck, is he? Hundred percent. But this is this is um one thing I want to make clear. This is not me slandering him because he left Grime behind. I'm not one of those Grime boomers who's like, ah, you can only be one thing. I'm not, I'm not like that. But his rapping doesn't inspire any sort of emotion from me. So I, I don't think he's a particularly good rapper. And now he does Grime, I don't think he can capture the same energy he had before or even come with a new energy that piques my interest as a mature artist. So shout out to Dizzy Rascal. You're not for me anymore. But continue doing music, G. If you make something that slaps, I'll be there. I think he absolutely killed his performance at the Rated Awards. I like the new track that he's got with Chip. And mm. I'm looking forward to seeing Dizzy bring it home. Like, you made your money. You've gone out into the world. You know, you've done your thing. Bring it home, man. You know what I mean? Work more with, like, new generals, guys like Chip. You know what I mean? Skeps, Wiley. We want to see that. We want to see you doing something with Lethal Beat. You know what I mean? Bring it home, B. Mm. I think just for the listeners, just to put it in context, we were just talking before Cal sort of discreetly pressed record and got us all talking. It was that uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lippy Lickshot uh, did a thread about like who's the most overrated MC or who's the overrated rappers in the UK, and then that, that then sparked a massive thread of conversation of everyone giving their opinion. And obviously, it's everyone's opinion. Like no one opinion is wrong. Everyone's views. Everyone's views, obviously. Even even on the podcast today, I'm sure Ryan, Cow, and myself, we've all got similar views or, or dissimilar views on who we think is overrated. So mm-hmm. that's how uh, we were just kickstarting the conversation. It's an interesting debate. I'm sure, listeners, you've got your ideas of who's the most overrated in the UK. But listen, hard work beats talent, as we know. You could be the most talented MC, as we've seen, mm-hmm. and then not do as well as those that are just grafting. So... Keep grafting, keep grafting. Who do you think is a good example of the most talented MC that never blew? I, I would go ahead and say someone like Dirty Dooks. Like this guy, when it comes to ability, like just, just swag and then 
like flows and bars like he's got everything man and the look as well like he's got that mad road man kind of look like that's just perfect for grime do you know what i mean mm, i think it's, it's a, a shame that he didn't blow up like like you know what i mean like a d double or or like a kano or something like that man. Yeah. But funny, no no funny enough i would have said kano a couple of years ago I never thought that Kano really had his time to shine. I thought that he was hella talented, but he just wasn't being heard. I mean, he had that one album where he was heavily, you know, backed by the streets and them, man. Was it Home Sweet Home? Home Sweet Home, yeah. And then, yeah, I just felt like he was doing something that wasn't really it. And then the, then the, the big kind of revelation that UK urban acts aren't waste and everyone wanted to get, all the big labels wanted to get involved in it. So we saw Dappy, we saw, you know, N-Dubs in general. We saw Chipmunk with Chip Diddy Chip. We saw um, Maxter Max being signed. Oh, he was we hard saw, back in the day. We saw Griminal being signed. We saw all these signings of these young black artists who were from Grime. Um, even Tinchy Strider got signed, blew up. And I'm like, Kano was just a bit too early for this generation, or maybe a bit too old. And now we're seeing all these lot getting number ones with tunes that are worse than what Kano was putting out. So... I would have said Kano, but recently Kano come back, man. But to, He's come back with a mature sound. I like it a lot. To his defence, though, I hear what you're saying. I think that he was like the one of the poster boys to go clear. So after Girls Love Boys, and then he got signed with the, the beats of the streets, or whatever, and that, and that pushed on. It was sort of the first of that big wave on six, mm. seven, nine, where everyone that came after. Look at them now. They they haven't got one song or album that could stand the test of time. Where if you've got Kano. You've obviously got Home Sweet Home. You've got the layer cake. You've got T-shirts. Uh, is it hoodies all summer? What's the one? The cow, the one you love. Um, T-shirt, uh, hoodies all summer. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got the most recent one. So I think Kano's gone from like the mainstream, like he's gone, he's like the enemy favourite, the Guardian favourite, the Mercury prize favourite. Like if you know about music and grime, then you know him. And he's he sustained a career of, of good projects where them man, where are all of them like now? Like they've just got they've just got number one plaques, bro. Or they're, the, they're eating dick in the jungle. Well, there you go. And then also, <laughs> yeah. how much what, was it they recoup from their labels? Like having a number one plaque has means you've sold what? How many thousands in the first week? Like seventeen thousand or twenty thousand, whatever it is. So I think longevity. I wouldn't. I'd say Kano's. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I'd definitely say maybe someone who could have blown, who maybe didn't. I'd say. I'd definitely say T Bear T B. A good friend of mine who I'd say is up there sort of rapper-wise. Mm. In terms of grime, I don't know, man. I think the, the, world work, the world works out and everything is meant to do. Some people could have pushed on a bit harder, but I don't know. Lethal Bizzle is a prime example of hard work beats talent all day. 100%. A lot of people give credit. The guy is a genius when it comes to sort of seeing the bigger picture. Pow, oi, and then... If you think just hard work, hard work, hard work, and now, you know, look at him. So, you can't say he was the best in Morfire. Nope. You can't say he's the best in the Morfire camp. No, shout out Nico, shout out Ozzy. Yeah. Shout out Clipson. That's it. There's so many, yeah, but he, he put the work in and obviously could, he clashed could widely. You not, could you not put forward an argument to say that uh, some of Lethal's qualities are what made him the best? Because... Like, maybe the others didn't have that star power. They didn't have that X Factor that Lethal B has. They didn't have the swag, the persona, you know, that kind I'd of... I'd say... He's, he's, got, he's got that kind of, like, a likability factor to him. I don't think you really like Nico and them, man, they're like that. Like, 
You know what I mean? But yeah, he, he got himself he, out. He yeah. put himself out. So the videos, so when he, what I've noticed is that that whole time of sort of the YouTube blogging culture, when he started to come up with the slogan, leave it, yeah, and he said that Dench, as he was doing his blogs and his videos, that's when he went into a whole other realm of likability. And he took that and he made it into songs and sayings and slogans. And then he's just a grafter, bruv. He's just like a natural-born hustler that elevated him. And that whole clashing back and forth with um, Dappy and, and N-Dubs. Oh, yeah, now, yeah. Even after Wiley, because the, the yeah. clashing with Wiley's not just got him, no, just knew that he could hold his own. Like that, yeah. that clash on Deja and him going back and forth with um, uh, Rico and everyone because of the whole stealing of the word power from God's gift or whatever, um, the lyric power, whatever. So, yeah, Lethal's this hard worker, man. I don't know. Personally, like, I think all that stuff that you mentioned about Lethal, it all comes from his personality. Like, if you had a conversation with him back in the day before he blew up, you would know that this guy's just that bubbly kind of joker. He's got brands, and there's something about him, you know? Uh, so before he even came up with these words and whatever, it would have just been banter with the mandem around the way. That's just how he is, isn't it? Um, but more than that, but more than that, his business acumen, mm. his business acumen, because he was he was having guys signing contracts and giving them money from back in the day. It's famous how much money he gave everyone for power. But he gave he contracts. <laughs> he had contracts. Like he was doing legit when everyone was doing street. Mm. So you have to shout out his business acumen. It's not all just um. Catchphrases and DJ Khaled. Yeah, I got, I got a lot of love for Bizzle, man. I do, I do think like he can actually rap. Like if you listen to some of his records, um, he actually does go in, man. But it's just yeah. it's one of these things where you're gonna listen to the singles and the radio songs, and you're maybe not necessarily gonna pay attention to like the album cuts, you know, the the kind of underground mixtape joints where he's really doing something. But yo, I'm pretty sure if he wanted to jump on like like a new wave, like a drill something, and 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 go hard and just show everybody what he could do, he might surprise a few people. Also, I'd say Kalashnikov and Skinny Man, them two, man, for whatever reason, it could have just, maybe they were too early or maybe they just, the underground, I don't know, maybe it's his timings, everything, like they, they were cruel so everyone now could walk, but you just think, oh, they could have gone even further, clearer, but who knows, man. I, I don't know if they had the, the appeal, the mass appeal. Because I think blowing up, it's all about, it's like a popularity contest. You've got to be super likable and you've got to be really, mm. like, you know, have that mass appeal where everybody you can, can like you or a lot of people can like you. And I don't think that's for everyone. Like, some people are just talented at what they do and they're not necessarily the most likable person in the world. And I don't see Skinny Man or... Krasnikov being someone sitting on a couch and Gray and Norton just being mad like a woman, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, but Giggs was like that. Like... Giggs, you, you, look at, you look at Giggs' first interviews, they were mad awkward. And even now, like, he's only just learned to... He's still not that likeable. Who's not like Giggs? Giggs, yeah. I don't think he's got star attraction. I think he's got better. He's definitely loosened he's up. And he's bars, that's what he's got, man. He's got bars, he's got skills. And and he made that work for him. And he had backing. He had hella support. Um, and, you know, and then he put in the work. And like we've been saying, the hard work pays off. Man. Mm. Oh, wait, also, a little quick, quick shout out to Getz, who, who still to this day is one of the best and is just unsellable to the masses, it seems. 
Yeah, although he said, was it in 09 I said Graham won't get man a mortgage and now I'm sitting in spirals. Was it thinking I can afford it? Or His songs are in rotation. Like the, the new record he had with JK and the artists from South Africa, that, that was getting like that was getting rotation in the day on Radio 1. I know what you're saying. He's not mainstream, mainstream, but he's got his lane now where he's got core fans. He can he can he can live off you know live off this grime thing and he's recognised as probably like the best pound for pound grime lyricist if not the lyricist in rap grime all round everyone recognises his talent his pen. Can I, yeah, can man. I, you know what? Can I cut a quick couple of rest in pieces? So rest in peace to Black Ripper. Or rest in peace to T Y. Those are two super talented rappers that we've had over here in the UK. And I don't know, like. With Black the Ripper, he literally was like the big nasty kind of character without like all the bants and that. But like, you know, like the smoke weed kind of guy from the roads um, before Big Nasty was. And somehow he didn't manage to blow up to that level. And I think it's just that that little likability factor where maybe he was a little bit too mean, a little bit too road to not be able to get that cult kind of mass appeal following, you know? Even though he had all of the respect, all of the skills, everybody loved him from like mm. the culture. Yeah, he didn't really cross over. You couldn't, uh, you know what I mean? I'm going to keep using this analogy. You couldn't really see Black the Ripper sitting on the couch next to Graham Norton, and you know what I mean, like Matthew McConaughey and some mm-hmm. like some celebrities from America. It's just he's, he wouldn't really be that kind of guy. And the same kind of thing with Ty as well. Ty's got to be one of the most talented rappers that mm. he's ever produced. Like he's incredible. Um, his music is just going to live forever in that way because it's so good, man. But personality-wise, star power, some people just ain't really going, mate. Mm. I can see why Big Nasty, with his sort of Uncle Payne, that he's, you know, he went down that lane of sort of the, the uncle, the self-help uncle, and, and then his, his characteristic, he's on TV now. But um, yeah, rest in peace, those guys. And... Just hard, keep working hard. Whatever you're doing, listeners, whatever you're doing, everyone, obviously, hard work always beats talent. We can see that in sport. We can see that in acting. We can see that in music. We can see that at work. Things to build on, man. Um, I didn't even start asking how you guys are doing. We just jumped straight in. Cal, how you been, man? Clearly, you don't give a fuck how we're doing. <laughs> I'm asking. I'm asking now. No one's. No one asked, so I thought I'd ask, man. <laughs> oh that's no, great thanks thanks Cal. yeah right right how you doing man <laughs> all good actually yeah all good how, how you get how you getting on yourself yeah man i'm not not feeling this weather but it's head down season this is go to work come back put out content watch the football try not to eat eat too much crap so yeah i'm good man yeah respect for the content i've been liking the videos you've been putting up um Definitely seeing the the presentation skills coming through strong, and uh, and and the fantasy football knowledge, football knowledge in general. I'm I'm I've been loving those, man. Thank you. We try, we try, we try. We have got another one tonight, um, six till seven on a Sunday. So those listening, if you're interested in your your football, your soccer, no matter where you're listening, Instagram live. Right, how you doing, bro? I'm well, thanks. I've got sensitive teeth, and I'm getting worried about it because I'm old. Do you have bleeding gums? No, 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 neither. Just um, sensitive teeth. Like, cold things are really irritating my teeth. And I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. What next? Getting old, man. Getting old. Might get veneers, bruv. Might just do away with these teeth. Should get a grill. You should gold. get, like, a pool grill. Hell yeah, all gold. Jeez, platinum. Looking, white diamond. Looking like Goldie. <laughs> <laughs> 
damn, man, I said Goldie. No, I'm good, you know. I'm good on the gold teeth. I don't. I, I'm, I've never been a fan of gold teeth, man. On anyone, even just the one or the two or the or the little gold teeth in the window. It's like, ooh. No, gold teeth ain't for me, man. But that's still a yeah. thing. Do people still have like a gold tooth, like a. One hundred percent. A lot of girls are getting it these days, too. Uh, get one, with, get one with a little diamond in it. Uh, imagine cute. if you're talking to a girl and then she just like shows you her gold teeth and grill. You'd be like, I'll see you later. I doubt it, man. They ain't got no standards. <laughs> I don't know if that's sexy, man. Is gold teeth on ladies sexy? I'm gonna have to Google that real quick. I think it, I think it no, was. Put it to the people. Start a poll. Let's start a poll, man. A gold teeth on women sexy for the man. All right, all right, all right. All right, let's do it. It depends if you like that type of girl with a gold tooth and a you know a bit of bit of attitude, gold tooth. Let's see if you, if you like a girl like right now. Hopefully by the end of the pod we will have a few uh, responses. Right, this one this one Carl's doing that. I hope all listeners are good. Obviously it's beer at bants. Uh, joining the discussions always is live uh, polls and talks about everything. We've got a few things today to cover. We're recording on a Sunday, not a Saturday, so the energies. Slightly different, but obviously, thank you for being with us. Make sure you share. Um, as we're talking music, I thought we could maybe kickstart on the Mercury Prize nom- uh, nominees for this year. Now, the Mercury Prize recently has been, uh, I wouldn't say dominated, but it always gets a good, grime and rap always gets a good look. And there's a few projects that are always thrown in there that people appreciate. And this year is no different. Just... I know Ryan was talking about Kano earlier, and we've got the Kano project, Hoodies All Summer, which is in there. And we've also got, um, I think Stormzy's project's in there as well. Heavy is the Head, which I wouldn't really class that as grime. That's a mix of things. Uh, and then there's a, a whole other bunch of artists who I haven't listened to yet, so I can't comment. There's my, uh, Michael Kiwan- Kiwananka. Kiwanuka, sorry, mispronounced that. Hmm. So I don't know what you guys. I mean, obviously, Kyle, you're you're the man for the Kano album. You really write, like that one, or did you say you didn't like that as much as the previous album? Sorry, I can't remember. Sorry, we're we talking about Kano. Kano is got his Mercury Prize nomination, and I know Hoodies All Summer was his most recent project. But I just wanted to know your thoughts on that one compared to the one slightly before it, which was. Made in the Manor. You prefer Made in the Manor, right? I think that was the album you like. Um, well, it's been a while since I've listened to some Kano. Um, I, I, I do think Home Sweet Home might be regarded as his best body of work. Yeah. Um, Made it Made in the Manor has probably one or two bangers on it as well. Um, gonna admit, I'm not I'm not that well versed in his albums in particular. There's a couple of tracks that I obviously like, like Free Wheel Ups. That might be Made in the Manor. Free Wheel Ups and then ones there, right? Um, yeah, and, and then it was um, P's and Q's on Home Sweet Home and that album there, mm-hmm. and so obviously P's and Q's them kind of them, them kind of times there. That's when Kano was popping. Like um, that's in my top three. That's my top three Graham albums of all time. I think that's in the Mount Rushmore. That might be one of my top three Graham songs of all time. Mm-hmm. So Hoodies All Summer had um, SYM Suck Your Mum, uh, which he performed on BBC, which everyone sort of appreciated. Uh, it's got the pop popcorn record. Um, it's got trouble, which the really moving video about the young boy that that gets stabbed on the way to the shops. And obviously, it's got class of deja with D Double and Gates, which is a grime classic and an ode to 
the deja vu massive and nasty crew that got deep power. Um, Ryan, what's your thoughts on Hoodies or Summer getting nominated? Fair enough for Kano? Yes. Yes, recognition is great, even though you didn't really need it from, you know, uh, an award show or a trophy or like that. Um, he, knows the street, he knows the streets love him, so shout out to him. Yeah, and then we've got Stormzy's heavy is there. Yeah, um, and, uh, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not wild for Stormzy, man. I'm not wild for Stormzy. Um, he's not for me, I don't think. Mm. It's a decent That's album. crazy. I, honestly, I think Stormzy's album is better than Kano's album. Ooh. I think it's I think it's amazing Ooh. it's got Vossy Bop on there it's got Superheroes which we spoke about the last episode of the animated video uh, it's got Wiley Flow which Wiley thought was a send Wiley being Wiley thinking it's a it was a send um, it's a solid album it's a solid album I'd probably go for Kano more because I'm more of a Kano fan than, than Stormzy but both good albums, but good to see solid projects in the Mercury nominations as well. Although it don't mean nothing, like you said, you don't need the Mercury to, to validate. It just helps you if you're sort of bubbling on the underground or the critic's choice, and then you get you get the award. Look at Skepta, really propelled him even further, didn't it? With Kanichiwa. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Did you know there was a winner, though? Sorry? Is it already, is there, someone's already won it? Yeah. Oh, let me see if I can guess. Uh, I don't know. There's too many names to go through. Dua Lipa, did she win it? <laughs> no, it was Michael Kiwanuka. Oh, that was going to be my next. That sounds like <laughs> the most Ghanaian name ever created. Produced by Danger Mouse and British Hip Hop producer Inflow. Um, we've got number two in the charts. I ain't even peeped it yet, but when I found out he won it, I thought, all right, that's 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 on the uh, the go-to list. Really, we should listen to all of those albums, man. I think we used to, <laughs> with our research has gone off the pan a bit. But um, Mate, we're doing two podcasts, like we're out here multitasking. So, yeah, imagine listening to all today. those albums. It'll be good though. <laughs> no, Joe, you know we did in the past. I think we, I definitely sort of added it to my Spotify sort of list throughout the week, just to take in some different music because I'm listening to so much rap. Ribbity rap rap. It's good to hear some different music now and again. I've been listening to Celeste, someone called Celeste. Okay. She's amazing, bro. I'm in love with this singer. She's freaking phenomenal. And her latest song, Stop This Flame. Mm. It's on Radio 1. Oh, no, Little Runaway. Beg your pardon, Little Runaway. If I recommend anyone listen to that today, especially on a Sunday, it's, it's got good vibes, man. Nice, chilled, um, strong vocalist. So, Celeste. Uh, what you guys been listening to at the moment? Um, I've not been listening to any music, to be fair. Um, I've gonna... not been listening to any music. Now, for the last couple of weeks, I've just been making music, really. I've been making music. I've not really been listening to other people's... Uh, no, wait, is, is one, if there's one thing I've been listening to, it's... Um, let's have a look. You've been making beats again? I never stopped. I just, I just make one every three months. Um, ah, Thundercat. I've listened, I've listened to Thundercat. Mm, I've heard about him still. Yeah, Absolute G. One of my favorite artists, man. He's amazing. Absolutely. That's the one I'm listening to. One track only. Nice. I want to hear some beats, man. Yeah, I'll send you a couple send a copy away, man. I need some inspiration. Cal gave me a great motivational talk to try and put out this Christmas project of beats, and I've only just taken out the mini MPK 
turning it into an MPC drum machine for sampling. So I'm gonna mm. try and put some beats together. I'll try and be like you two with the beat making, man. Here comes the boom bap. More being like Ryan, I haven't made a beat in a while. You got the skills though, son. You got the skills and, to play. And the, the equipment. I know, yes. I've, got, I've got everything I need. I, I really need to get back on it. I need to get over myself and I need to get back on it. I'll say this again, like I've said before, I used to come to your yard, cow back in the day, and your yard used to look like, like the bridge in Star Trek. And, <laughs> yeah. Bro, it's like the bridge. It's like the bridge. His bedroom was mad. It's a mad desk, bare equipment, bro. It's like I was going to the holodeck. It was sick. Just everything you could want. Come with it, man. We need I content. I it up back in the day, innit? I was, but you know what? Like, I think for me, it was a, it was a community that I was in because I was surrounded by so many creatives. Yeah. I had a whole crew of people making beats and writing rhymes and, and it was like we had that competitive kind of mm. vibe off of someone would drop a, a beat tape and then I would vibe off of that and drop my beat tape and then someone else would come harder and it was like, yo, I'm, I missed that. Without that, it, it's, it's just a bit, yeah. That's it, man. Hey. But talking about sort of... Uh, beat making community that reminds me of a project that I was listening to uh, to go back to Ben's Christian which is uh, the new Action Bronson album I literally just put it on this morning mm. and um, yeah man I'm, I'm feeling it like he's um, he's kind of just continued with his regular um, production style you know like quite minimal and uh, like a he, he, I would say it's like a luxurious boom bap is kind of his style you know um, and you know he's worked with his regular long-time producers like Alchemist, um, Harry Fraud, Darringers on there. Darringers become you know part of the Action Bronson sound now, and um, he's also got two beats from Budgie on there. And Budgie is one of these guys from the UK that I came across when I went up to um, up to Birmingham to uh, Sunny Jim's label, Good, where they had their beat battle showcase. And that's where I met the producers that I was working with, uh, Kelikovsky and John Phonics, and also guys like Budgie. And um, uh, there's there's loads. There's like a whole S-type. There's like a whole community of those guys. And Budgie's now got a couple of beats on Action Brunson's album. So shout out to Budgie. He's doing pretty well. Um, S-type has gone on to, to collab with um, Alchemist. They made a joint album called The Good Book. And there's loads of those guys from that community that are absolutely killing it, man. And 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 that's what I think is really necessary to produce, you know, the best music, like to just vibe with other musicians, push each other. And and you know what I mean? And everyone puts their best foot forward and comes with their best product, man. That's what it's about. But yeah, I'd go check out that Action Bronson, man. I think it's dope. It's called Only for Dolphins. Um, I'll give that like a three and a half pints. That's that's a good album, man. Nice. Yeah, I do like Ashton Bronson, man. He's a good, he's a good character as well. He's solid with his raps as well. Like you know, he's like he said with the luxury beats and the the good production and spitting, and you can't go wrong with him, man. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Um. The other thing I've been listening to is uh, GQ, a Midsummer, a Midsummer's Nightmare. Got the bloody title wrong. I thought it was Midsummer Night's Dreams. I think that. I think that's like. Yeah, I saw that. We're doing Shakespeare. We're doing up Shakespeare right? on the podcast. Yeah. I remember reading that back in the day, Midsummer Night's Dream. But no, this is a Midsummer's Nightmare. Um, and uh, it's uh, a guy off of Ninth Wonders label, Jamla Records. 
Uh, I honestly think they're one to watch out for because Knife literally just makes all of the beats and then he kind of like handpicks artists that he likes and the music they make together is banging. Like uh, he made a classic album with Rhapsody um, and she's, she's really pushing on and he's got more artists coming. GQ's another one. Hopefully GQ can get up to the same kind of level that Rhapsody's at. Um, obviously, Knife uh, previously working with Little Brother, uh, Fonte, rapper Big Poo, um, and and loads of artists. Um, so I think if you guys check this out, you'll like it. It's got that. So well, then again, it depends if you like. Because I think Ben, maybe I had a conversation with you once where you didn't really like Knife's production that much. No, I've always liked it from um, okay. he, Little Brother. Yeah. All from, so basically, from someone put me onto Little Brother years, like years, like when they were when they were popping, and that I liked. Thousands, I think they they dropped. Huh. I think it's like the early 2000s when they first... Started. Yeah, yeah, like uh, Chitlin Circuit and the other two projects. And I like the Fruit Loop. And the fact he was using Fruit Loop seemed to blow people's minds. Um, I like the song, I like the soft drums, the, 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 the solid the melodies. I wouldn't say he's sort of in my... He's up there, but I wouldn't have him as like my top, top. Like I prefer an Alchemist or Harry Freud to him. I prefer, obviously, a Just Blaze. Um, saying that, well, we'll come to that in a minute, but the West Side Gun record with Just Blaze... And Griselda is fucking just blazing Griselda. Okay. Oh, bro, okay. when you hear it, man, like we'll talk about it. Because this, I know it's always, always, it seems to always talk about Griselda because I'm a big fan of theirs. But you yeah, absolutely love them, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do, bro. Yeah, no, nice production's always been cool, man. It's sick. Um, so yeah, 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 yeah. All good. I'm gonna check out GQ. Um, yeah, yeah, GQ and Midsummer's Nightmare. Honestly, I rate this a bit higher than the um, the Action Bronson project. I'm gonna give this four pints. This is solid, and there's only seven tracks on it. And it's like as soon as it finishes, you just want to play it again and again and again. Yeah, that's and a hip hop boomers, man. You are hip hop boomers for real. Uh, I'm gonna recommend one specific track. It's called Miss Out. <laughs> Yeah, go listen to that. Miss out if you're not feeling miss out, then you probably won't feel the rest of the project. I suppose it's like that, but that changed a banger, man. I'm gonna get into that GQ now, a Midsummer's Nightmare. When you did post the uh, the notes, I thought it was a Midsummer's Dream because we're doing Macbeth with the kids at school, and I thought, all right, we're gonna talk about Midsummer Night's Dream, which is my fa- one of my favorite Shakespeare plays and stories because it's pretty cool, man, to do like. Fairy. I can't remember what the story. Can you give us the but, gist of like, what it was? Basically, it's a bunch of people in the forest, and <laughs> one girl gets turned to a donkey or some shit, and then they have sex. Bro, it's all mad, bro. It's all just what? Um, basically, it's, all, it's somebody somebody has a donkey. It's a love story. They're making it sound like beast <laughs> animal farm, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically, it's basically um, a love story gone wrong between humans, and then also uh, there is a, a mischievous. Uh, fairy called Puck P U K, who plays it, and his king uh, plays a trick on the, the queen of the fairies, where she falls in love with the first thing or person she sees. And there's an actor called Bottom who gets turned into an ass, um, like a donkey, and she falls in love with him. And then it's all like falling in love with the wrong person uh, for love at first sight. And it's just yeah, comedy of errors. But it's pretty cool to to work with kids and, and teach them that and do that. And we did Macbeth. Well, Macbeth's really dark, obviously, about the, the murder of the King of Scotland um, and the witches who prophesize about it also. Yeah, it's interesting. So, it's Shakespeare, a bit of education. You might want to look into Akala's hip-hop Shakespeare company. Mm. Uh, that might be some uh, some extracurricular 
uh, learning that you can pass on to your students there. Yeah, and also I know that um, what was his name? There's some rapper that was with Poisonous Pens, and they worked with Tony D. Ravel was working with young people and putting across drill. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, using drill music to help break down. Um, oh, not morphology. What is it? Oh, what is it that people study? Uh, and it's got like philosophy. Philosophy, there we go, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So Jeez, using, come on, Cal. Yeah, thanks, you saved me there, man, because I was stumbling through that. So using drill music to help put across philosophical views of, say, like Homer and Socrates and stuff like that. So that, that was pretty interesting. Um, not that I'm big on philosophy, but... Hey, no, 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 all, anything can be interesting, right? All knowledge is good knowledge. That's it, knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Like King Solomon Wealth, you claim you're a player only because you'd be playing yourself. Whoa, Jamie the Damager, speak on it. Hip hop, hip hop. <laughs> Socrates' philosophies, hypotheses. Uh, Fine, how I'm dropping these. Nuclearly, spiritually. Come on, Ryan right, loves it. He loves it. Um, but deep down, you know he's. Mm, yeah, man. Uh, give, give, wait, Ryan, give us your top three selected artists, man. Who's your top um, three selected artists? Oh, it's what hip hop. Yeah. Go. Don't even think about it. Go. Jay Z, Buster Rhymes, and see, it goes quiet on the third one. Ross, man. Ross. Man said, man said two rappers from the nineties, and he wants to talk to us about like us being old school. I know Jay Z's from the nineties, but he's not in the nineties. Some of these men live in the nineties, bro. <laughs> yeah, we They're don't, we don't live in Averix. We, yeah, we ain't got our fitted in Pele Pele and Carl Kanai and Averix. Although Averix is comeback, you know, a leather jacket. I see one or two nice pieces on Depop. Uh oh. English taking it back. Nah, man. I wish, listen, I always wanted Averix, but for two reasons, I never had it. One, they were mad expensive. And two, I don't think I was that official in the streets to hold on to it for more than a week. Because, <laughs> <'cause, laughs> listen. My route to school, yeah, growing up, Cal knows, and like, I, I used walking past Beaumont and walking past flipping Baker's Arms and other bits, it'd be like, yeah. Know, I think you had to be official to have an Averex back in the day, like official, like hold, hold it down. Can't lie, I never bought an Averex for the same reason. I just thought it's going to attract too much attention. I'm going to get robbed. <laughs> my, my brethren's nephew, um, you remember Braithwaite, Ryan? You remember Braithwaite as well, don't you, English? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, his nephew got robbed for his Abrex back in the day. We had to go flipping, go look for these guys and get it back. Oh. Did you get it back? No. Abrex is what There were two shops by um, Tottenham Court Road, and they were like almost opposite each other. The leather shops, do you remember? They sold the AVs. Tottenham Court Road. Um, so you just by where Pret is now, there were two... I was thinking near the HMV. No, well before that, well before that. Dark and Cold used to be near HMV. There was the, there was the two Averick leather shops. They were leather shops, but they had AVs in them way before. Like, this is the only places in Central Line you could get. You could probably get them in South somewhere or Northwest, but... But East, I, I bought an Averick woolly hat. That's about as far as I got. And I still had it till, like... To this day, I sold it. Yeah. I sold it about. Did I sell it? Yeah, I think I sold it on Depop about a month ago. So, big up everyone that had an Averex. Big up everyone that still got the Averexes. 
Um, that Averix jumper. I wore it in a video back in the day. The red and black one. Uh, it was white and black. The knit, oh, yeah. the wool, the woolly knitted thing. I had a big blue Averix woolly jumper jacket with a big A on the front. It was blue, um, and it had a big A on the front, and it had a big hood, and it was. I went to university with that and people thought I was just the realest guy because being from London back then in the early 2000s, if you was up north, it was like London was this magical, mythical place where... People get stabbed as soon as they step out of their house. No, not that. <laughs> no, no, no. Because that happens real north, to live in London. When you're from London, whenever you go around the world and you tell people from London, people have an admiration because it's up there. It, London's up there with one of the coolest places in the world i'd say because of culturally mm. and music and everything so when you're from london and you got that 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 swag that little confidence people 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 fetishize you they fetishize you bro immediately that's a good word man that's yeah they, they do they do fetishize you the amount of times i'm gonna let me not speak no <laughs> no but the amount of times you got i've gone out the end and just say you're from london and suddenly someone's all over you it's like i'll oh, get off man oh yeah the accent is a myth but then you, know you forgot mean? I did that on purpose because you use the accent and then oh bro when I was in Canada I sounded like Dick Van Dyke bro I was putting it on <laughs> sick <laughs> excuse me have you got the time please bro I was somewhere in between Danny Dyer Dick Van Dyke and flipping the Queen and it worked every time did you do the wave as well Good day to you. Good day, Squire. No, I didn't, I didn't go that deep into the rabbit hole. Into that, uh, just into someone else's rabbit hole. Whoa. Mm-mm. Oh. Grease! Grease! <laughs> um, first grease of the pod, and it's almost time to close. Look at that. We almost got, got through a whole episode without one grease. Um, just quickly uh, check out the West Side Gun album, just that, especially that Just Blaze record. Um, this is his first solo album on Shady and Innerscope, uh, Who Made the Sunshine. The artwork is, the artwork looks like a, a five-year-old did it, but then <laughs> it's a bit dark as well. Uh, I'll let you look, guys check it out. Um, I liked it. I didn't like it as much as his previous album, um, which sort of had everything, uh, Pray for Paris and Fly God is Awesome too. Um, these guys are just unstoppable, man. Like every other month, there's a new project being dropped from Griselda. Definitely check them out. And yeah, man, that's the music talk. I know we're on a short episode because the football's going to start soon. It's been a very musical episode, man. It very has. This is the, we're putting the rap into beer rap and banter right now. Um, and uh, moving on from the rap, we could do a quick shout out to the sports. Um, shout out to Adesanya. Um, the middleweight, the UFC middleweight champ, champ defending his title against Costa. This guy has just gone from strength to strength to strength. I'm not sure if you guys are too into UFC. Um, yeah, he's busting heads. Mate, he's he's. I think his record is something like 19 wins and 14 by knockout. And his last few fights, he's just been taking on like top top fighters, like guys that are ranked like fifth and second and. The, the last fight, I think the guy's literally ranked like the number one. I think in the way the ranking works in UFC is the champ is the champ, and then there's the ranking. So he's fought someone who's ranked number one mm. and beat him in like in the second round and like it was like seven minutes. 
Yeah. Any, anyone can be anyone, innit? It's mad. <laughs> no, but this guy is just... I mean, yeah, it is because it's like... It's almost like bare-knuckle boxing, isn't it? Like, if, if someone's foot catches your jaw, or someone's hand catches your jaw, that's going to knock you out. There's no padding like in boxing, like a padded glove or anything. But still, the way he's doing it, man, he even said in the um, the conference after the fight, he's ready to go up uh, to like light heavyweight or something. He's no. going to do it eventually. He's just dominated, man. Where's, um, where's, where's Conor McGregor at? Where's he at? What weight class is he? Uh, I think he is um, light something. Uh, light middleweight? Yeah, it's something like a light, or, or you know, like one of them weights, like flyweight or something like that. Hold on, let me have a quick look. He's due to fight only Pacquiao, but he'll get, that'll be, that'll be yeah, light he's work. He's wants to get paid, man. He's not, this is, this is not really fighting. Manny that, Pacquiao that, passed it, it and Conor McGregor is not a boxer. So I don't think Pacquiao's, like, Pacquiao's not that past it. Like he's he's past it maybe to fight the top top boys, but he'll still he'll still do all right. Like he, he could he's lose against hmm? He could lose against McGregor. No way, no way, no way, <laughs> no way. If 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 Mayweather can go the distance, obviously for payday. Obviously that was payday purposes to go the distance with him. But Pacquiao is too quick, too clinical. He's not a better boxer than obviously Mayweather. Mayweather's like the greatest of all time, like the modern generation. But um, so McGregor's fought at lightweight and featherweight. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about all of these cross-disciplined fights, man. Like mm. MMA versus boxing, it was clear to see when we saw Mayweather fight McGregor that it was just a complete mismatch. Like, well, it's it's literally the greatest boxer of all time. Versus someone who's just you know not even a professional boxer. Yeah, exactly. He's just on tour. He's not really doing anything serious. <laughs> so I, I guess if you watch the sport, you would have known that from the start. This is ridiculous. You, you would hope, okay, McGregor has got power. If he has a chance of catching him, he could knock him out. But in reality, like you're not going to be able to catch the greatest, arguably greatest boxer of all time. Um, the greatest, the greatest evader. Boxing invasion mm-hmm. techniques of all time. It's just like. Well, this is what the real boxing head said. It's like, this is a pointless fight, but the general masses were like, you know what? I'm here for it. I can sell anything. YouTubers are fighting these days and making millions. So. Yeah. Oh, talking about that, did you man watch the little, the little Man fight? Bro? I saw a Little clip. Man versus other Little Man. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I am stunned that in 2020, this, this is where we are in, in, in life. In 2020, we're watching midget fights. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I Careful, was like, that, that might be a uh, a little slur you just slipped out there. No, 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 no. It, it is a, a little slur, according to some, anyway. No! Hell, what a pun. But this is what... But I really couldn't believe this is what I was seeing. This is the event. It looks like that shit of old. It's like, we, we are we still doing this? Is this still a thing? It, I, think it's, I think it's good, man. I think it's to be celebrated. Because I'll tell you why for a number of reasons, all right? Because if these YouTubers and these these amateur people are fighting and generating big money and making a big thing about it, why can't this YouTube, this this social uh, media guy, this this um, little man who's turned his life around from being in prison or whatever, he's obviously he's a little bad man. 
being a little, yeah, sort of whatever he done was wrong. And then he's obviously generated his income and interest. And also, I think it will give confidence and help to other people. Other, uh, I don't know, what's the correct word? I don't want to say dwarves. I don't want to say midget, vertically challenged. or little, little people. Little people. It will give them inspiration. It will, it will drive people on. And said dwarves and elves. Oh. <laughs> Shit, Game you of Thrones, bro. You said that. You said Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Lord of the <laughs> No, I man. swear, man said dwarves and elves. No, you said that. Come on, you're not. That man can swing as well, you know, Kyle. That man can swing. I see him sort of. And it was on pay per view for £5 as well. That was a mad thing as well. Bill, so. your shin pads, Kyle. Come with you. Hey, little man, little man is a bad man. I follow him on on Insta. Uh, he's he's probably one of my top five accounts that I follow. Like I find him to be a very interesting man. That's it. Yeah, no, he was he was giving out some some punches, boy. Some flipping. He knocked the guy clean out. Yes. Clean. Like uh-huh. he doesn't play. Like if you've been following him, like I've been following, you know, little man is a bad man still. So. For me, when I heard he was fighting, I was like, yo, this is, this is like, this is interesting. I want to see what he can do. Because I know he's hench. He is, he is. I know he's hench, so I'm thinking, I know he can do some damage, innit? If you fight someone on his own level, let's see what happens. And he fought someone, he knocked him out. So there you go, yeah, innit? Fair play to him, man. Fair play to him. <laughs> I don't think I would do crime if I was him. Like, if I was, doing crime is peak. Like, it's, it's almost like an albino doing crime. It's like, you're, bro, you're, it's like, your description is so easy to give out. It's just, everyone's going to know it's you. Mm. Why would you Can't do help that? it. Can't help it. Might have been the circumstances he was... Yeah, that's it. You that's don't it. know. The you process don't know. That's it. But no, he's, he's making good of it. I think he's linked up with um, Crepton Conan's manager, Punch. Is it Punch? Or... Punch. Oh, no, uh, Bouncer. Bouncer, Yeah, yeah. Punch is from... Um, uh, from America, innit? But yeah, no, fair play to him. And hey, any anywhere I can see someone getting punched up in the ring, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, shout out Black History Month. Shout out. I just thought I'd throw that in there. Yeah, man. Shout out, Black shout, out, shout out people getting punched up at rallies. Shout out everyone washing their hands. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, Wash your hands, people. Always wash your hands. Wear your mask as well. I already went off on a I went off on a rant last week of people that don't wear their masks properly. Over your uh, trust me, nose out, lips out, mask covering the forehead. I went Westfields Friday to um just to help help my friend's son out sign a sign a form and I was just sitting in Westfields and I thought, oh this place, man. Mm, it's chaos, isn't it? Frowsy, frowsy place, man. Nothing's been enforced. No, Everyone nothing's been enforced. Security was security was standing there at the entrance, and three these three dons walked in with no mask. And he's like, "Oh, what guys? Where's your mask?" And they just like, "Oh, yeah, just we haven't got it," and just kept it moving. Yeah, it's gonna cause a pastor that they don't want. Oh, I don't even want to fight these guys. On that. If you put a police officer or someone on the front of these doors and say, "Look, you're not get, you can't get," in. I know that sounds a bit mad, but what's the point of having these rules if you're not enforcing it? No, they never could because. It's just like London riots. People realise that there's more of us than there are of them. So it's peak. They can't. 50,000 or 60,000 police cannot stop 8 million people in London alone. Mm. So if, if no one, if everyone said, you know, I'm not wearing my mask. If everyone in London said no, what could they really do? If everyone in London said, oh, we're, we're actually not being locked down, we're going to carry on with our lives, 
What could they really do? They can't enforce these laws they put out. And heaven forbid that the public realise that they have more power than the government as a collective. Overthrow the government. You <laughs> know what I'm saying, man? But, um, yeah, those, those, those no-mask protests are still going on. People are still out in central London, Trafalgar Square, um, uh, these... saying we don't wear our masks. You know what? I hope they don't get ill, but people are idiots, man. Bro, Trump wasn't wearing a mask. And look at him. He's breathing heavy. I don't think it... Uh, you know what? I, I don't know if we were going to talk about this or not, but now you just said it quickly before we wrap it up. I've, part of me thinks he hasn't got it, and it's a ploy to do with the running of the election, because since he said he's got it, Biden and his camp have taken down all the sort of Trump slur campaign stuff and they're sort of saying, oh, I hope it gets well. And and then if he, so I think maybe it's a ploy in one regard, because anything's possible over there. And if he does have it and he dies, he's going to be considered a martyr and go down in history, which is not what we want because he's a, he's a racist Boris had a good recovery. Apparently. Boris is 54. So Trump is 74, 73. Other beasts. Right, he's, he's, he's got the best medical care available. To he's him. got it. So he's did Chadwick Boseman, isn't it? And he, he's no longer with us. So he didn't have, he didn't yeah, have, but that's this was, man. That's this was, yeah. no, doesn't cancer is a very complicated disease. Yeah. Well, cancer is a problem. So is Corona and COVID-19. Well, apparently we've got a vaccine for it now, haven't we? We've got no. a vaccine for no, cancer, no. bro. No, we ain't got a vaccine for coronavirus. Not yet. They're, they're still developing. Didn't still you developing. send us an article that said that uh, they're expecting the British population to all be vaccinated, all British adults to be vaccinated by April 2021? They can expect it what they want. <laughs> what they're going to get is going to be some different food. I, 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 I saw that there was uh, clinical trials of the vaccine being conducted right here in London yeah. recently. They were offering something like... Uh, up to £4,000 in compensation for anybody that wants to volunteer for it. And I just thought, boy, I don't really want to play with my life like that, man. And I don't know if anybody else out there wants to. I've seen some side effects where people have, have been doing, like, tests and vaccines and stuff and something have gone wrong where they've had underlying conditions. And I don't know, man. It yeah. is, it is, it is, it is uh, concerning. The other yeah. way is herd immunity. Everyone gets it, and then you know you build up your immune system like everything else. So, bro, I am all for that. I think that's how they did it in Sweden, and I am all for that. The problem with that is obviously some people are just going to die. Well, people die anyway every year from a cold and flu. So the num- you know, but this is obviously a bit deeper because it's not recognised. And you know, the number the numbers each year from people dying from the cold from a common cold or dying from the flu or pneumonia. Ninjas die every day, B. <laughs> <laughs> oh, reading Paul, got to watch that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, there's a lot of classic movies on Amazon Prime Video now. I don't know if you guys have got Amazon Prime. I just cancelled it. I just get it. I just get it for one delivery and then cancel it. I pay 99p. Get my free deliveries for my books. I bought. I've ordered some new books for the the winter period to hold me down. Mm. Man said books, but. Yeah, you got to read, but my commute is an hour and a bit every day, bro. So I'm 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 commuting an hour and twenty minutes, no, two hours there, hour and twenty minutes there back. So I'm reading, bro. I'm reading. Yeah, no, that's the way, really. That is the read, way. Man. Got to read, you'll succeed. That's what I tell the kids. Shout out to the kids. Yeah, the kids. That's that's a what we got. I like that. Thank you. Bars.
See, right. Puffy's called but Wu Tang is for the children, and we are like Wu Tang. <laughs> Wait, which member of Wu Tang are you then? I'm ODB. Me? No, I'm not ODB. Who could I be? W- w- let's give him a Wu Tang name. Uh, White Fang. <laughs> <laughs> White Fang, you know. There's racist. <laughs> White Face Killer. White- ghost Face Killer. If I could be any Tang member growing up, I wanted to be. I don't know I wanted to be Jizza, man, just because he was just like, just educated and on it. And I, I used to rinse liquid swords like all the time. Yeah. Crazy, man. I wanted to be you, God. Yo, I had the weirdest experience ever once where I worked in a school once and um, there was a guy who was like the deputy head or assistant head or something. Mad, like, really, like, clean-cut-looking professional guy come up to me, started a conversation about hip-hop. And, and he said, what do you think about Wu-Tang? What, what, what do you think of the best albums are? I, I, was, I was like, you know, Cuban Links and, you know, Faces Chambers and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Liquid Swords. And he goes, yeah, Liquid Swords. That's the best. That is definitely the best. The the, the lyrical ability of, of the... And he just went into one talking about how dope the Jizz's lyrical ability is and then the artwork and everything. I was so surprised. I didn't expect that. Was he black? No. Do you think you started that conversation to try to relate to you because you're black? Yeah, that, I was just um, going to say that. That's... um. Sorry, Cal, yeah, go on. Because they, they talk about this. Yeah, go on. I, I, I wonder if maybe he knew of me because um, you know how people talk, um, so maybe he knows. Okay, Cal Sirius is working here, yeah. um, and Cal Sirius is a rap, and so he knows about rap and hip hop. What do you think of you know this hip hop album? He wasn't the first one to talk to me about hip hop. Like some other teachers were talking to me about Kendrick Lamar and stuff like this. Um, so yeah, man. Like I just think it was surprising that a guy like that. I guess that just shows you the power of hip hop, man. It goes beyond what you might think hip-hop culture is um like that it might be people from the working class and people who are you know like the downtrodden the voice of the voiceless it was that kind of thing to begin with but now it's kind of spread and it's gone to people that are you know corporates and in suits looking mad clean cut Mm. didn't um didn't jordan pill say this on sort of get out or it sort of said like um in that scene in Get Out with the, with the white dad, he goes to the, the, the black guy, he goes, yeah, I, I would have voted for Obama a third time. And it's like, white people find something to uh, relate to or seminate with in conversation, like... Mm. like as, if, as if, yeah, of course, as if we do fuck with Obama. Like, oh, so, yeah, yeah, or just like, I don't know, something randomly black that you just assume that he would think, oh, just because the person's black, they'd, they'd know instantly what... Do you know what I mean? It's... Does that kind of thing offend you, Ryan? Um, no, it makes you laugh. Especially when it's really forced. Like, I'm like, oh man, this is really funny. Uh, me and my friend Junius wanted to, wanted to write a book, say how to relate, and just give it out. Free download. <laughs> free download? This is back in, like, back in the day. Lil Zine. Get people wow. talking, man. Yeah, bro. Because, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely funny when it's forced. Not offended, though. Interesting, interesting. It's uh, a good idea, man. You should do it. Did you did you do it, or are you talking about doing it, right? So I, I no, um, back in the day, we just, we just used to joke about it. But as we've um, gotten older and gotten more into reading and books and writing ourselves, it's uh, like it's become 
uh, actually something that's a bit more real. Yeah. You could even make it a, like a skit or a sketch, I think, in the modern day thing if you didn't want to write it out. But, yeah, but I think, I think naturally, we, naturally we, we, we try and find something to talk about on common ground straight away. I think with blokes, if you, if you ever go to like a... Say, say you're going with your other half to like um, a friend or family shindig and then all the blokes will inevitably gravitate towards one another. You're, what are you going to talk about straight away? Like football? Dancing. Huh? No, nah, football, 100%. Football, 100%. What did you, you say before that? Strip. I said strictly, strictly come dancing. But no, oh, football, yeah. is, <laughs> football is immediately the go-to because it's the easiest thing to ride up emotions. You can get to see what everyone's about. It gets, yeah, and then you can gauge if that person likes football or not. And if they don't like football, you'd be like, I don't trust the man who don't like football. I'm only joking. Wow. I'm, I'm joking. I know lots of people that don't like football. Lots of them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, a number of blokes that don't like football. Yikes. Are you serious? <laughs> Bro, there's loads of people there's that loads don't like loads of men out there that don't like football. That's, That's us. Crazy. Are you nah, crazy, man? man? It's not sus. They might, they might like another. Because then my immediate, my immediate second question is, oh, so do you play any sports or what's your sport then? And I'm, and I'm, and I'm praying that they say like a sport that I can generally because I can talk about most things. So I just hope that it's a sport that I can be like, okay, let's talk about boxing. Let's talk about basketball. Let's talk about rugby union. Let's talk about cricket. Let's talk about darts, snooker. Someone say badminton to throw you off. And I play badminton, and I'm, I'm, I'm decent at badminton, so I can throw. Fuck <laughs> you! Of course you did. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you, you might be immune to that conversation, man. You might be able to find your way. That's it. Must say <laughs> higher lie, throw you off. Really throw you off. You see the bowls. Bowling. But bowls is sick. I think that more people should get involved in these sort of sports. That's a proper student daytime television bowl, isn't it? Yeah, but bowls, curling. Curling, curling. curling is hard. Yeah, bruv. That, that, that shit is still hard. Why, why not do this in the hood, bruv? I think that's, that's, that's time literally for... literally my favourite event in the Olympics. Oh, after after the um, athletics. Curling, Curling yeah. Curling's yeah, yeah, Winter Olympics, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hockey, I can't really watch. Ice hockey, I can't really get into. Mm. Um. Just randomly remembered when I went to Lithuania a couple of years ago, there was a restaurant that I used to go to every day. Like, in a... um. Literally, like a uh, shopping center, and in the middle of the shopping center was an ice rink. Um, and uh, so you would go to the food court, which just happened to be situated with you know all of the restaurants and the tables and chairs just situated right around the ice rink. And so I would literally be watching people playing ice hockey and, and having a meal, and stuff like that, which is kind of interesting. I was never really into ice hockey, but having it right there in front of your face it was kind of interesting still. It's mad. How they get away with fights? I don't understand how fighting is is allowed in ice hockey, and they proper swing it out. I never understood that. It's part of the game. It's like yeah, um, it's like a timeout, and it's like <laughs> it's 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 like an accepted thing that there's a lot of testosterone and a lot of guys that are angry, and it's like, all right, just you know, shoot a fair one, one on one, punch it out, get it out of your system, then let's get on with the game. Instead of like you know somewhere like football where you're supposed to be a non-contact sport and then when someone has a problem with somebody now they'll be gunning for them for the whole game like Roy Keane trying to do like an Alpha Inga Haaland kind of tackle on somebody I've noticed that since, since there's been no fans returning I've noticed that has stopped like the the, the 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 anger and the afters and players pushing and go flying in it's not happened at all since there's been no fans in the restart there's been one or two bad tackles and I know we'll talk about this on play on 
but it's been football's been a lot more free flowing and, and less ag. But we'll talk about that. Um, yeah, I guess it helps when there's not like thirty thousand people backing. And then going fucking kill him, fucking break his leg. Ah, how's he done that to you? You do pick up on that negative. Yeah, of course you do. You pick up on that negative, and you just seem to play football. And anyway, it's been good watching the NBA playoffs. Although it's been weird without the fans. Lakers in five. I'm saying four one. LeBron to get his ring. LeBron, LeBron. What? They're two new up. Yeah, they're two new up going into game three. I think Miami will definitely get definitely get win a game. They have to, but Anthony Davis to get the Finals MVP. Mm. And LeBron. Just to show everyone that he's the modern day go. He's the modern day LeBron. He's the modern day LeBron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he does what he does, isn't it? Just assembles teams and. He's the American LeBron. He's the man. He's the man. Right, guys. I'm gonna need to go to the toilet and watch this Arsenal game. I don't know if we're wrapping this up. Yeah, I'm hopefully we won't be entertaining. Be at the toilet all the game. This game's very toilety. Don't disrespect the game. The game is going. We've got Gabriel starting in the centre. I'm liking that. He's looking like he's, he's keeping it ticking over at the back. Yeah, his hairline um, looks like he's straight out of a favela. Oh my yeah, god, his hairline is mad, isn't it? <laughs> 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 it's, it's got like a Julian Lescott feel to it. Yeah, man. Lescott's been through shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah trust me. Trust me. He looks like a, he looks like a South American. Julian Lescott almost, didn't he, with like the hair and the head and... Gabriel Magalhães' hairline was in City of God. That's all good. <laughs> Little Z. <laughs> <laughs> Letting off shots on the road. Uh, he's <laughs> defi- well, he's definitely not living a sucker's life. He's out here oh, winning. Man. Shout out to him. Yeah, that, man. that note, um, yeah, big up everyone for listening. I've been Ben English, one of your hosts, a.k.a. White Fang, a.k.a. White Face Killer. Uh, That's right. AKA one quarter of play on podcast, beer rap and banner team. Safe. <laughs> <laughs> we out. Are we like, off to do the outro? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. State Ryan, your name, guys. State oh, your I'm, name. My name's Ryan, and I'll see you next time. Stay healthy. Watch out. Well, that, that was the most boring sign off I've ever heard in my life. Yeesh, put some sauce on it, man. Bro, this, you, man. This is Ryan signing out. Have a good week. Stay healthy. <laughs> take care of your loved ones. Man, I can't end it with a bit of positive message. Sorry, I ain't going to be no... the most vanilla speaking. sign out. Yeah, bro. That's so fucking sauce on it, bro. Take care of yourself, everyone. All right. Yeah, I, 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 well, it sounds like we're all off to uh, hold hands and sing Kumbaya with that sign-off that Ryan just gave. So That's right. let's do that. Don't forget to to hit us on the socials at Beer Rap Bants. It is your boys. Have a good weekend. And we out. Peace. You know, when I say-